the Kremlin dusted your doorknobs? I think that's what happened. Yeah, they got to Matt first because they knew that the people tune in for him. Yeah. Because he's the people's yep. champion. And then they came after me. Yes. But and see, they, see, it, would, it had to have been a Republican or maybe the NRA that got to me because it was a portly gentleman that was just walking away from my porch. And there was... <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a, like a anti-abortion leaflet left behind, and when I went to remove that, this weird powdery substance came out, and then shortly after that, I was sick like I am. They knew he couldn't put down that pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to add to his collection of dead babies, right? <laughs> <laughs> or at least photos thereof. Yeah, so that's <laughs> yeah, photos. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> So I think that's uh, that's probably what caused my illness. Mm. I think they tried to radon poison me or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Killing in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Something like that. So it's like an NRA, Kremlin, GOP conspiracy that's trying to take me down. If I were Alex Jones, I would be ranting about this for hours. <laughs> But fuck him. You want a crazy person that rants and has a whole bunch of stuff in their head? This show will pollute listeners' ears with foul language, occasional sexually explicit content, and more irony than is allowed for single episodes. You try to make me stay down upon my knees Tell me that I'm wrong And right is just a dream Someone has to pay Oh, oh, oh The American way I should just go home You say I don't make sense I don't know what I need And what I need is to Lose democracy Someone has to pay Oh, oh, oh you are not to blame, I should just go home. But I do not believe you anymore. You've been lying to me for way too long. You exist for me, not the other way around. Your children, you cannot tell us to stay inside. We won't ever go. You can run, but you can't hide from us all. You shove 78 down my throat, and you, you think I will not cough and spit it in your face. We are not afraid, no, no. We will not behave, nor will we go home. I do not believe you anymore. You've been lying to me for way too long. You exist for me, not the other way around. Children, you cannot tell us to stay inside. We won't ever go. You can run, but you can't hide from us all. 
Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Cinema Psycho Semantic Ops. They're trying to stop me, the vampire pedophiles. They're working together with the Kremlin, the GOP, and the anti-abortionist Catholic people that they put a pamphlet on my door that made me sick. And the only way I was able to overcome it is all these supplements that you can only buy on my website. Pay no attention to the transgender porn that's on my phone. It's flooding my phone. That's what it does. And they're trying to stop me. And the only thing that can keep me from being poisoned is my supplements. Also, sitting across from me is Rush Limbaugh. Oh, folks, I'm going to get jollier as I keep talking more. I will sound like Nixon before this is all done. But if you have any spare Vicodin in your bathroom counters, all I've got is Oxycontin. That's good, too. Go ahead. The vampire pedophiles are taking away our Vicodin. Can I get a Filipino boy to deliver it to me? Now, that's just controversial. I like how you're thinking, Rush. We've got someone on the line. Call her. Go ahead. You guys need to calm down. And Color. Uh, <laughs> Can you describe the type of oxycontin okay. that you have? Show us on the Matt okay. Psyop where the Clintons touched you. Yes. Okay, so uh, right after the election, right after Obama got elected, the Coors family and the DeVos family and the David and Charles Koch, there are four Koch brothers. We'll get to that later. They they ran the other two out of the business and really fucked each other over for their mom's funeral. And reading more and more about the real deep state, which is money, it's pretty much like a mirror of all the crazy shit you you guys are saying we're covering the distinguished gentleman for our election special crossover and i think this covers just about every topic we want to talk about very well a huckster who works his way into political office by scamming and scheming his way there the dark money that gets him there the whole reason that goes behind it everything that we have to talk about tonight and all of the things that we're talking about as to why you should vote even though it may seem like the vampire pedophiles are running everything and trying to drug us and keep us from being healthy to be able to talk those drugs Drugs include Oxycontin and Vicodin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spe it, speaking about the importance of voting, I mean, yes, please vote. You don't have to totally agree with anybody here, anything we say. But uh, in 2017, uh, in some of the, see, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit Alex Jonesy and etc. I have facts. <laughs> Um, in 2017, a Virginia State House race was certified as a tie after a recount, and three judges checked it out, and it was still a tie. So, do you know how that election was decided? Because there really was a difference of zero votes. They put the names in a film canister and drew it. So, basically, if not, if you don't vote, your representative might be drawn out of a fucking hat. Jesus fucking Christ. That's how it feels like it is anyway. Yeah. And, you know, Trump, if I don't like to, well, I, I do like to bring him up if I'm going to be angry, but I try to not speak its name of <laughs> resident, resident Trump. Um, he is president because of 80,000 votes split across three states. So everybody that thinks their vote doesn't matter. I don't want to sound preachy, but I know I do. <laughs> Please, yeah, please. If everybody who said their vote didn't matter voted, you'd be in charge. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's totally cool. That's what we're here for. And as <laughs> people may or may not have guessed, part of this uh, crossover thing, we're actually stealing your format, Darren. So we're going to keep it nice and loose. That's why yeah. we're calling it the Cinema Psycho Semantic Ops, better known as the Cinema Psycho Semantic Cast. Because <laughs> Darren's always got to have two names for everything. Good God Almighty. That's right. <laughs> That's what, that way you always recognize my name. The name you know. <laughs> Jeff Johnson. We're not going to show you photos of Jeff Johnson. <laughs> We're not going to tell you what Jeff Johnson has done because you know what Jeff Johnson can do. 
God, this stuff is so prescient for today, even though it was made in the 90s, and it breaks my heart when I was watching the film. But before we get any deeper into it, let's just kind of let everybody know both of the shows are available on Legion Podcast. That's why we're doing this crossover as we're doing it. And I hope, I'm sure you're cool with this, Darren, but I'm hoping we're going to be able to release it on both feeds when this gets released in time for the election special. So whoever may listen to my show that doesn't listen to yours and vice versa listens to your show and doesn't listen to mine, I hope that somebody's going to hear this and I hope it will encourage them to get their ass out there on Tuesday and do something. I mean, I hope so. It's your democracy. It's yours to take back. And right now it's being slowly transformed into a dictatorship and a fascist state regime. And they no longer represent the people. And this movie is a perfect example. We're about to talk about, even though it's meant to be a comedy, it felt like a really fucking horror show this whole time. <laughs> it looked it look to be our future. <laughs> yeah. If only yeah. someone would have the conscience that Eddie Murphy's character had in this film. Yeah. Well, I meant like, how everything was being run not not eddie murphy's character yeah well it's it's proof positive about you know a lot of people don't know civics they don't know how that works that's part of the whole plan all along is to make yep. everyone ignorant about how their own government works so that their government can do whatever they wanted it used to be something that was taught in schools and our generation is the first one to not have it and that's why so many people in our generation are so ignorant of this type of thing because their parents didn't bring them up to care about it and they weren't taught anything about civics in their classes mm-hmm. i lucked out one of the college prep courses I had actually had a class that would have been called civics, but it was called problems of democracy. And it actually studied this kind of stuff. So that's where my interest came from. Nice. But most of our youth nowadays, and most of the people in our group, you know, of this age that we are get most of their political facts from the daily show. Yeah. Or much, <laughs> much to John Stewart's disdain. He hated when he heard that, that that's yeah. where they get all the oh, political God. facts from. He hated yeah. the fact that he, people like to him as a, a serious political voice when he's like it's he's like i'm literally i think you would always say he was one fart joke away from just being like complete slapstick stop doing that was his response when he heard that (laughs) exactly and now it's like samantha b and you know whoever took trevor noah trevor noah took it over but samantha b has her own show on tbs and i would argue that she's carrying on a lot more of the work than what noah's doing noah's kind of just sailing on the seas that exist yeah whereas samantha b is a hell of a lot more controversial she's doing a little bit more of like what michael Moore used to do with his TV Nation show. You guys remember that? I never got mm. to see that. Oh my God, did he do some crazy shit? He had Rusty Condiff oh. <laughs> do some crazy <laughs> shit in the South on that show. Damn. You should try and find it out there. I think it's on the YouTubes if All you right. look. On the, yeah. You still have Stephen Colbert and he still does some of that as well. And Jimmy Kimmel, actually. Uh, Jimmy the, Kimmel's the, gotten a little bit more political, especially about uh, uh, the, the healthcare stuff. Healthcare. Yeah. Uh, healthcare is Jimmy's particular hill that he'll die on for that. Like a true Republican and he's going for the thing that affected him, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't More know how libert- much... Libertarian. I got mine. Screw all you. Uh, oh, yeah, right. I don't yeah. know how much of a hero he is, but uh, at least, you know, he's bringing it up, so... Well, there's other things that he's been doing, too, and I'll, I'll get to that later when we actually play the song, because I actually pulled a song from his show where he brought an activist on to perform a song for National Women's Day as well, so... And Darren and I kind of hand-selected the music back and forth. Darren Aaron picked some genuinely cool protest songs, and I picked some inflammatory rhetoric songs. Nice. Yeah. Like That's what for, we need. Like, for instance... I don't know if you got what that guy said. Corrosion of conformity? Yeah, but did you hear what that guy said? No. You're, you're going to be real uncomfortable when you figure that out. Uh, what did he say? Play it again? 
Did you just say abort it with a bullet? I'm voting with a bullet. Oh. Okay, <laughs> that sounds a lot worse than what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> There's no name this time. God damn. <laughs> I told Darren I was going to do this. I was like, we're going to make Matt real uncomfortable real uh, fast. All right, Lee Harvey. Let's look, look, I'm not saying, and I'm also not advocating violently overthrowing a government that no longer represents you. But there's a lot of people out there, Matt Syop, who are looking at what their government is doing. And they're deciding that it's time that they stand up and overthrow their government that is no longer representing them. Okay. I'm not advocating that they should do that. I would never say that they need to stand up and destroy the government that no longer represents them. I'm just saying that there's a lot of people out there, Matt, and they're angry, and that's what they want to do. Then what are you advocating? I'm advocating that people stand up and do what they're going to do, Yeah. but I'm not advocating that that's the thing that they do. All right. I thought you were going to advocate corpse fucking. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> My sense of humor's gone on this show yeah. for the most part. <laughs> fuck on on uh, Tuesday, November 6th, fuck the corpse that is a America. Yeah, vote it out. Vote out these <laughs> fucking old pathetic pieces of shit who are destroying your environment wrecking your health care, stealing your social security. Well, I think that's a band-aid though, because you're just going to put in other pieces of shit who, who will still fuck you over. What we need is real term limits in Congress and the Senate. Like, you can't have these ass... I mean, everyone worries about the president. Motherfucker can only be there for eight years. These Max. Mother Max. These motherfuckers can fucking hold on to these jobs for life because no one really... I mean, as the movie The Distinguished Gentleman kinds of shows, that, that's a real thing. People just go, who'd we vote last year for Congress? Whatever and they keep voting the same people in. Yeah. They just don't care. No. And then you've got these motherfuckers, like, like these ancient old pricks who are like almost 100 making decisions for people who are 18. <laughs> I mean, making decisions for people uh, who they've lived six lifetimes more than and don't understand anything of the new world that's, that's a, around them. That's a great place for us to take a break psychosemantic style and just punch it in there. All right. <laughs> We're going to play a promo for another podcast there here. You go. We're going to have a little bit of music, and when we come back, we will have the trailer from the Distinguished Gentleman. Are you sick of the same old jail podcast? Well, then join Vanessa and Darren as they dissect movies of all kinds. The two lifelong cinema lovers bring their favorite curiosities and first-time watches to the operating table and inject them with a healthy dose of snark. Then there's the waiting room, where they examine books and short stories. So just look for them on Apple Podcasts, and where fine podcasts are available. They're part of the Legion Podcast Network. Follow them on Twitter, at VD Clinic Pod. Join them on Facebook, at facebook.com slash group slash VD Clinic Pod. Or email them at vdclinicpod at gmail.com. They're ready to cure what ails. <laughs> and still, they just might be a little contagious.
Now, it is definitely a very sad state of affairs, the question I pose to you, gentle listener, and to my cohorts here on the Cinema Psycho-Semantic Ops, better known as the Cinema Psycho-Semantic <laughs> Cast. <laughs> Do you care, gentle listener? Do you care, fellow citizen? Less and less every day. Are you becoming a victim of shock and awe? I think so. I think I'm just dead to it all. Do you have protest fatigue? Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't go out and protest anyway. But the only thing Matt's ever protested is the closing of his favorite bar. <laughs> This is true. I have, I, I have, I've, 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 I've rised up. <laughs> well, that's part of the thing is you got to find what speaks to you and what you can maintain passion about and try not to get spread too thin because everything that bothers you is possibly bothering someone else and we're all working together to keep Matt's bars open. Thank you. Across, across this great land. In the immortal words of Red Green, we're all in this together. I'm pulling for you. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some duct tape. That's what you know. We're all counting on you. Just also would like to let you know that if the women don't find you attractive, they should at least find you handy. <laughs> you know what I find handy, Matt? What's that? This trailer. Hey. Oh, waiter, where's my bourbon sour? Oh, you must think I'm Kareem. I'm Jamal. He's stiff you in your drinks, too. He fired. Kareem, where's this woman's drink? Thomas Jefferson Johnson is no ordinary con man. Take the damn money. Take the watch, please. You know this goes against my every principle. There is only one place for people like him. I want to tell y'all about a town where the streets are paved with gold. You mean Las Vegas? No, not Las Vegas. He's talking about Washington, D.C. I am running for Congress. Now, Thomas Johnson con man <laughs> is Thomas Johnson congressman. Read my lips! We have a new member joining us today, the distinguished gentleman from Florida. Paul Zickhauser, American Tobacco Council. <laughs> I'm going to be extremely frank with you. That is, if you're interested in fundraising. Well, I'm very flattered, Mr. Chairman. Dick. Well, I'm very flattered, Mr. Dick. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, Chairman Dick. No, Dick, just Dick. Oh, just Dick, just plain old Dick. We feel that the semi-automatic weapons gotten a bad rap. Really, they're just guns for the ordinary sportsman. And then like a nice warm Uzi. <laughs> Must have had a heart attack. Hollywood Pictures presents Eddie Murphy. And I think it is wrong when students have to stay up late at night and miss all the good shows, doing homework, then get up early in the morning and go to school. This sort of thing just is not fair. He's going to do to Congress what Congress has been doing to you. I got a sprinkler too now. Back at you. All right. The distinguished gentleman. Aren't you going to vote? Is that what that means? You know, all this time I thought that that man was time for Final Jeopardy or something? Oh, it's such a sad state of affairs. And I'm finding it harder and harder to believe that I can do something even though I still care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised you still care. I just know I can't do anything. Uh, my level of outrage never wanes. Yeah. Like, that's my secret cap. I'm, I'm always, always angry. Oh, I'm always outraged. <laughs> it never goes away, man. Like this. That's my that's a secret cap. I'm always offended. <laughs> no, it's it's not offense, man. It's just straight up no, fucking I'm, anger and pissed. I'm telling you, most... 
most of the younger cultures just offended. <laughs> is it though, or is it just finally realizing that you don't get to say whatever you want about other people without repercussions? You don't get to just disparage someone for being different than you. Well, that's true. You can't do that. I think you're just pissed because you don't get to use the R word anymore without people looking down on you. Robot? Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was so cyborg. Robot robot means slave, Matt. Yeah, I know. They're androids. They're androids. <laughs> Fully autonomous <laughs> beings. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I want to try and get some kind of a structure going here. So I did take a couple of clips and I thought that when we're talking about the movie, when we're talking about it, we could break it down in sections. Like, you know, the, the whole life cycle of how does a con man like Trump scam <laughs> his way into politics by lying and then use said politics to make more money by fleecing and being completely just a complete scumbag who's just there to get more money out of the people. Yeah. How does that happen? Like, well, what's going on right now? You play into white people's fears that they're losing their quote-unquote country because this is apparently to most uh, Republicans a white person's country, and so that's gross. Well, and but to be fair to the Republicans, which yeah. is not a phrase I'd ever thought I'd fucking say, uh-huh. this country was founded by white slave owners. Yes. Maybe having the foundation of your country be white slave owners isn't necessarily the most like stable foundation to build your house on. I mean, like it's sinking into the swamp for a reason. Yeah. Maybe the third castle will stand after the second one burns and falls over and sinks into the swamp. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, you, you play up on their fears that they're losing their uh, imaginary grip on this country, which they never really had. Oh, no, they had. They just used their fear and intimidation. No, not, but not the people who voted for him. Oh, yeah, they never had. No, they never had any power. No. Uh, the uh, only thing that they had was the skin color that they had that made them feel superior. Yes. And now that they realize that they're not the special little snowflakes that they thought they were. Yeah. <laughs> they're not pure driven snow just because of his skin tone. Well, and and then and then you uh, have idiots who believe that somehow Trump is actually uh, a Christian in any way, shape, or form, in which he's not. Well, that's um, the beauty of it. None he, of the decisions he's ever made are Christian. None of the things he's ever done in his life are have any sort of Christian values to it. They don't care about that. All they care about no, is no, that he's pushing for There abortion. are some that do, and that's what's really the worst. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's lead the evangelical voice uh, Baker. <laughs> Shit, I can't remember his name, but he's he works like Jimmy the Tammy Faye Baker. Huh? Jimmy Baker. Jim James Baker. Um, that guy or whoever's the mouthpiece for their organization uh, was just talking recently that he isn't just an evangelical. They are saying he is appointed by God. And that's a horrendous thing. That's a man who, uh, I mean, if you took all the things Donald Trump did, uh, has done and just put a D in front of his name instead of that R, they would call him the second coming of the devil. You know, of the, they would say he's the Antichrist. And how could we have somebody who is so not family friendly be in the White House? There's number one. And that's number one vector that voted for him. Number two, scared white people because Lord knows we can't have somebody who's not white in the White House again because goddamn, that was the scariest apparently eight years ever for them. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I Someone tell me how horrible things got because they weren't that bad. <laughs> I don't know what they're. Things got significantly better for me during yeah. those eight years. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what was so scary there. Uh, guess what? We never saw a death panel. Uh, you remember how he was going to have death panels? I don't. I don't I we don't... got them now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and that 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 word is a brainchild of uh, the Koch brothers and the Cato Institute and the Federalist Society and some of the tax 
shelter political arms that they have set up over the years. He's done his research. He's actually, what was the book that you dove deep into? Like the really dry volume tome? I dove, (laughs) I dove very deep into a book called Dark Money, The Hidden History of the Billionaires Behind the Rise of the Radical Right. Just you reading off the title put me to sleep. That's how boring that book sounds to me. (laughs) Actually, that sounds really interesting to me. I'm going to have to read that. It's hundreds of pages. There is an audiobook available. Oh, that's perfect Um, for a lazy fuck like me. Yeah, me too. I don't, I'm not, I was, I was born to lead, not to read. I was born to have someone else read to me. Yes. Yeah. I I think uh, when I looked at it, it was about 16 hours of audiobook. I can get in for some of that. That's like two days worth Uh, of work. um, But it it was written by a lady called Jane Mayer. She's been an investigative journalist for things like the New Yorker since around 1995. Fake news. Yeah. And it basically goes into Richard Mellon Scaife and John M. Olin of the Olin Foundation. Those are libertarian think tank type things. The DeVos family, which we sort of are a lot more aware of now, they started Amway. That's where they got all their fucking money. Wow. And the Coors family. A foundation based on fucking scam artists. That's what Amway is. Yeah. So somewhere around, well, the first wartime or the first peacetime income tax was in 1894, 1893. And ever since then, all the robber barons have been working the long game. My my Alex Jones is coming out, but they've been working the long game to get all their money back and take yours. There was a joke, a childhood joke in the Koch family, which was, I just want my fair share, which is all of it. And it's just fucked up. They found out that they could donate to these uh, 501c3s that they created and get a tax break from that and then use that money to donate to political candidates campaigns and things. And then it all falls to shit in 2010 when... The 501 thing that you mentioned, is that a pack? They they create a pack, then they donate to it, and then they mm-hmm. use that money from that pack after the tax break to influence and peddle and bribe, basically. Yeah, they, they came up with... It was basically like a, a three-prong, much like you would do a product. The three steps that uh, Richard Fink, who was a grad student who studied Austrian uh, free market theory at Rutgers, helped the Koch brothers come up with a three-phase takeover, which is one, invest in intellectuals. That's the raw product. That's like the Cato Institute and the Federalist Society, which Federalist Society gave Trump the list of the judges that they wanted him to appoint. That's what they sort of do. And then the second part is you invest in think tanks, which turns ideas into reports and books and things that can be cited by quote-unquote experts. And then uh, there's, uh, have you guys heard the term astroturfing? I have heard it. I don't know what it represents fake ass grassroots movements uh, so yeah. it so it's things like this that feed into and you know say this, this is the demand of the people when really it's the demand of 0.4 percent of the people also like when george soros hires paid protesters yes exactly like that still not a thing <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, I mean, oh, I, I'm not going to force this all on anybody, but either come to the psychosemantic group or we'll put it in both. I have six pages of notes. <laughs> oh my from God. Ju- from just this book. <laughs> he went total and, investigative journal on, journalist on this. I said, look, I'll take care of all of the audio stuff. I'll prep the show. I'll do all of that work. You get the facts. Cause when we start talking about this stuff, we start talking about this dark money, the packs and how fucked up this lobbyist shit is. I want to have it backed up 
by something. Yeah. So he did all the work yeah. there. Good yeah. job. And this book won awards. This book has been fact checked. This book was on the New York Times bestsellers list. And uh, yeah. So for my more accurate depiction of the information that came out of that, I've just, yeah, I've jumped into this book and I have been a manic lunatic. It all comes back weeks. to Peppa Silva, man. It all comes back to Pepe <laughs> Silva. He just keeps getting the mail. Yeah. All right. Oh. So we're in the electoral phase of the movie. So yes. we're going to move on to our very first clip. My friends, I want to tell y'all about a town where the streets are paved with gold. I'm talking about a town where the monks will take you to dinner after you fuck. I'm talking about a place where they run out of money, they just print some more. And this town, cat bounced 900 checks, didn't even have to go to jail. You mean Las Vegas? No, not Las Vegas. No, honey, he's talking about Washington, D.C. I, y'all ready for this? I am running for Congress. What is this, a joke? What's the con, T? Yeah, I don't get it, man. Yo, man, Van Dyke. Yeah. You remember Willie Sutton? My hero. All right, now, what did Willie Sutton say when they asked him how come he robbed banks? That's where the money is. Exactly. Washington, D.C. That's where the money is. Listen, I have been doing some research. I've been to the library. Listen, <laughs> for you left. Congressmen, when they get elected, they get $130,000 a year. That's their base salary. But then they have these things called PACs, okay, the political action committees, right? Then there's these lobbyists. Now, the lobbyists, their whole point in life is to buy you off. They just buy you off, and it's totally legal. It's the kind of a lifetime. And I'm telling y'all, I know we can do this shit. Who are we, white man? Us, we, us, man. Listen, if I get elected, I gotta have a staff, right? I'm gonna get a staff allowance. It says here that new Congress, you get a staff allowance of $537,000. Damn. Yo. Okay, now I get that kind of cash. I'm splitting it up with my homies and my whole mate. But how exactly are you gonna get your butt to Congress? Yeah, T. I mean, why the hell would anybody vote for you? It's not like they're voting for me. They're voting for name recognition. The congressman here was Jeff Johnson. My middle name is Jefferson. Last name is Johnson. Cut off the Thomas. Shorten the Jefferson. Jeff. Je Nobody knows that their congressman is dead. Who knows that Jeff is dead? He's a congressman. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Look, if I get on the ballot as Jeff Johnson, nobody's going to know. Well, how are you going to get on the ballot? That's where y'all come into play, my friends. I need, uh... <laughs> I need uh, 5,625 signatures. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this wee shit out of cash. Hey, man, you got a better plan? I do. And that's how he gets himself hooked up with the Silver Fox The Silver party. Foxes. Yes. Yeah. All right, so everything that he said or there. Or could be a super pack nowadays. Yeah. What he, Everything yep. that he just said there, all of the stuff that he was talking about has gotten worse. The congressman makes more money for less shit that they don't even do. All the people that work underneath him, that budget got increased. They're the only people that get steady pay raises because they get to vote on whether or not they get their own pay raises. Yeah. I bet Wouldn't you that they, be nice? If they put that in our fucking hands, if we the people get to vote on whether or not they get a pay raise or a pay downgrade imagine how much more they would work for us i think warren buffett said this where he said i could fix the national debt in i think three or four months what you do is you tell both congress and the senate none will be paid until we have a balanced budget and you would see we would have a balanced budget within like two weeks because <laughs> the amount of money that would leave their pockets well and I they're, think not, allowed to have, that, yeah. they're yeah. not allowed to have any of their pot their pack money either yeah. because yeah. that's what they're really there for yeah they would you any money 
going into them would be considered illegal money. And he said, if you did that, they would they would approve a real budget. But he goes, when you have a government shutdown, doesn't mean the congressmen and senators don't get paid. They get paid. They just don't work. It's every other government employee doesn't get paid. <laughs> and, 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 and they already have about 100 more vacation days a year than people who have jobs that have paid vacation. I had to add that caveat because not everybody yeah. here in the States gets paid vacation. I'm, I'm yeah, this is probably a dangerous show to do because I'm getting it's close to voting time and I'm getting close to saying fuck voting and fuck this country and just leaving like literally just leaving. It's not quite that bad yet. Uh, Let's see how things turn out from this voting. Yeah. But where are you going to go, Matt? What, I, where I exactly know. are you going to go? The whole entire world is turning towards right wing extremism and Ugh. fascism, dude. It's yeah, all going go to Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Can't you can't go to Brazil. That's no longer the bastion of freedom that you were going to hope that it was going to be. Are you going to flee to Canada because there's a guy in Toronto that's just as bad? He's like a fucking Coke brother guy who got pissed off and ran for some kind of position up there. Maybe I'll, uh, oh, that place sucks too. I'm going to go to outer space. I'm, I'm like Dr. Frankenstein in Day of the Dead here. Yeah. I ask you again, Captain, yeah. where will you go? Yeah. <laughs> After you blow the piss out of them, where will you go? I have nowhere to go. This is a sad life. I'm really <laughs> depressed, guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. So that's what you're doing when you give up. I don't think Matt. it's that point yet. I don't think that we have, the, we're not at the point now where we need to give up. We're at the point now where we need to be more vigilant than ever and actually paying attention. And in this day and age, it's a lot different than how it was in the nineties whenever this movie was made because they can, yeah. because the Congress guys could do their things that would get reported on. They could do their little spiel for the cameras and the newspapers and then do all the shit behind closed doors and hide it like they were doing in the movie. And no one would ever really know what's going on. Whereas now every little thing that they do, how they vote, what happens in their sessions and in the chambers is being watched by somebody. And yet they're still brazenly doing the backhanded shit that they're doing and the, the backroom dealing stuff that they're doing out in the open. It's just that they're finding ways of doing it and it's still within the legal rules. We need to clamp down on our ethics. What was the Senator Pastor's name that was played by uh, Charles S. Dutton in this? Darren, do you remember? Oh, uh, no, I don't remember. But yeah, he was a, he was a great government representative there. I like the way um, that he was working where he's like trying to get ethics bills, trying to Elijah work. Hawkins. Elijah Hawkins. Thank you very much, Matt, Thank for looking you. that up. But Elijah Hawkins is a representative that I could actually get behind, even though he was religious. But I love that he was trying to push the ethics side of things. He was trying to actually get rid of that kind of money. And he saw the problems in the system and he was trying to work from within and do something to change it. And I think if we can find representatives like that if we can find people that are actually like that and we can change it i mean term limits is one solution but the problem i have with that matt is that you put somebody in there that knows they have a very short amount of time and it'll be like the the antichrist when he you know woe to you oh heaven and earth because the devil hath such a short time so the, any corruption that they're going to do they're going to do it in those two years oh that no they have. I, I just meant term limits as a one part of what needs to happen a, a yeah. term limits on congress and the senate won't fix everything it's like one step in a in a marathon of steps that need to happen for our government to actually be corrected the next thing you actually got to do 
deal is you have to get rid of career politicians. Back in the, the, much of the old days, being a you know, especially when this country was first founded, it was almost a, it was a civic duty to have to serve your country as a representative of your area. And but it was actually kind of a, it was a burden. It, more it was than, a burden. It was a jury you, you duty. Took you, it took you away from your farmland more. It took you away because most everyone was a farmer. It took you away from being able to tend your fields and all that kind of stuff. Rape and, your slaves, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know Jefferson sure loved that. Yeah, he sure as fuck did for all that talk of freedom <laughs> and uh, the freedom to be able to do that anytime he wanted. Yes, uh, but that's it was looked at as a burden, and but now people have turned it into a career, and I I just think that's uh, that's the wrong way to look at politics. They shouldn't be allowed to set their own salaries. No. for one, they shouldn't be allowed to investigate. We should their be allowed own to vote on their salaries for one. Yeah, we should get their vote on that. We should get to determine whether or not they get investigated for things. The people should get to vote on that. They don't get to have their own fucking committees to have oversight on themselves. There should be a separate ethics committee, kind of like what's done with the FBI, where they're appointed, but they're completely separate and they're not fucked with, although the FBI is getting fucked with quite a bit. Yeah. And presidential powers for sure need to be clamped down. But what's going on with Congress, both the Senate and the House, what these representatives have, quote unquote, been doing, which Mm -hmm. they're not really doing much of anything other than pilfering the coffers. Yes. That shit needs to be clamped down as well. Yeah. And there's stuff that's in the movie, and I have that in some of the later clips that we'll be talking into that as well. I just think it's a it's a hell of a problem. I don't believe you should be able to become a millionaire while serving your country. Unless you're like a fucking soldier. I, I'll, I'm more Yeah, there for, you go. Let's soldiers give, should be able to become millionaires while serving their fucking country. <laughs> they but, get paid like they get paid way less for assholes, way more work. But assholes who stuff their sweaty, fat fuck asses into a goddamn fucking suit and go into a fucking nipple-like building for fucking <laughs> 10 fucking minutes shouldn't be able to make that much fucking money. And some of them don't even know what they're there for or why and they're you're voting. goddamn right I'm going to disrespect the Capitol building. Fuck it. It's a fucking building. I'm getting real sick and tired of us fucking odd, cock-sucking, worshipping fucking inanimate fucking objects. Fucking blow all that shit up. I don't fucking care. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And here I thought we were going to make you nervous. <laughs> Now, I, got, so, I got real fucking problems when we, as a people, could turn a fucking blind eye to the horrid plight of our fellow man or person, not to be, you know, that bad, but uh, of our fellow people. You and, meant man as in mankind. Yes, uh, our fellow people, but yet get all fucking outraged at things happening to pieces of cloth or structures of buildings that fucking, fuck you, your fucking capital fucking tit building pieces of fucking garbage. It's just a building, man. It doesn't fucking matter. We can build another you're, one. You're goddamn right. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and you know what? Fucking 75% of the men who op- occupy that fucking building don't fucking matter either. Fucking choke on it and fucking die. We're going to give Matt a little Zoloft here. And yeah, play I'm, a, clip. I'm sorry. I got really bad. <laughs> I'm not quite sure I understand, Professor Franklin. You did your doctoral thesis on my husband? Yes, Mr. Johnson. Your husband was a very great man. He did so much to help my people. Uh, I I remember the time you said that that welfare is a drug and you have to kick it like cold turkey and at the time I was uh, on welfare and I did just that and it inspired me to get out of my life. Very inspirational. Yes, well really I'm sure if he relied... Ma'am, I was actually in the audience one day when he looked out and he said if you people just get off your dead asses and go out and look for work, maybe America can be a decent place to live in again. That inspired me and 
I got it. it made me move my ass and, and I have a poster of that on my wall now and I show it to all my relatives and friends and, really yes. well it's very kind of you to come all the way from where was it the Wilson Pickett State uh, Teachers College ma'am but I didn't just come here to uh, pay my respects to your husband I came here because because your husband deserves an archive where students can can study his legacy so you want his papers not just his papers ma'am I would like uh, all uh, buttons and posters and bumper stickers and all the campaign paraphernalia you can spare ma'am I know you may have a, a sentimental attachment to a lot of these things and you might take them pardon me take them all do you want the wedding photos, too? Oh, I don't know if I think that's necessary. That's lucky, so you won't have to go rooting around in the garbage. Ah. Hmm. Oh. You're in pretty good shape for a professor. Do you work out? Uh, why, yes. Do you? Why, yes. Oh. Okay, so the original Jeff Johnson died on top of his administrative assistant secretary lady. Uh-huh. Working hard into the night. Yeah, that's what they say at his funeral. That's yeah. one of the things that they reference. And so our main character, played by Eddie Murphy, Thomas Jefferson Johnson, uh-huh. probably a descendant of the actual Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, probably at this point. <laughs> you just never know. Uses the fact that his name is Jeff Johnson, and we heard in the other clip, and he actually goes and scams the wife, who I don't think he really would have had to scam. He could have just said what he was going to do, and and I think she would have just gave them to him. Yeah, because she really seemed to not care. She, this really, but he is, didn't know that. So. No, but this really very well establishes several things about both the congressional representatives themselves in the fact that Senator Johnson had said, "If you people would just get off your asses and go find work, yeah, or something along those lines." What does he mean by "you people," Matt? Yeah, what do you mean by <laughs> "you people"? I'm just quoting the senator. What do you mean that he means those people? <laughs> I think I know what he means. Do you yeah. think you know what he? Yeah, well, of course I know what he means. (laughs) And then you something about how welfare is a drug and you just need to get off welfare. Yeah. This candidate is a Koch brothers dream. Oh, yeah, big time. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the Koch brothers had a lawyer argue in 1999 against the Clean Air Act because they said that smog reduces some forms of skin cancer by preventing the sun getting to it. It's not a big deal. Uh, come on, man. The CEO of Nestle wants to privatize water. Doesn't think water's a natural human right. <laughs> Even though you need it to survive. He wants to privatize the largest fucking abundance resource we have on this fucking planet. <laughs> fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to beat M. Night Shyamalan's aliens now? I know. <laughs> it's contaminated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Flint. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's a that's another thing right there. Mm-hmm. How long has that been going on? And it's still happening. It's and not nobody's over. nobody's doing anything about it. No. No. no we had some outrage for a couple weeks, and then we as Americans moved on because uh, we the are- The shock and awe. The we shock are and awe. a bunch of cunts. We really are. I'm part of the problem, too. I'm a fucking cunt. America is a bunch of cunts. I'm yes. a cunt. I'm a cunt. America is a bunch of cunts. Yes. Matt stands on the entire episode. Uh-huh. We've, we've heard from you, Matt. <laughs> yep, I'm done. <laughs> All right. So using name recognition alone, the guy squeaks into office. And how often has this actually happened with sports guys and, and whoever else may be running for office? And uh, let's say reality TV stars are worming their way in there. Here's here's what football players do. We either had great college careers and maybe went to the NFL and kind of fizzled out in the NFL, but maybe it, it, or had maybe like two good years in the NFL. Here's what they'll do. They'll go back to where they went to college in that, that district where they're really well known and, and worshipped as a god. And either A, they'll sell insurance because anybody will buy 
insurance from them, and it's going to be just like taking candy from a baby. And then after they get into that a little bit, make some money, then they turn into a congressman or a senator, <laughs> and then they just leech off their fucking uh, bullshit fame for the rest of their fucking lives. All they need is enough for name recognition to squeak into office. Yeah. And that's all you need for selling insurance, too, is name recognition. Yeah, exactly. Everybody needs insurance. Yeah. And then, oh my God, uh, let's go to that Heisman winner guy and fucking get our insurance from him. <laughs> and it's really interesting that the the actual place that he ends up trying to get the board on the actual, like, what is it, power and industry or whatever? Yep. The yeah. board that he gets on. That that's seems a good one. That seems to be the one that has the most uh, shit that we are dealing with these days that has the most control over our daily lives, more so than any of the other ones, like Ways and Means. <laughs> yeah. And then or, there's always the know, military. And the Judiciary Committee and and the, yeah, those those are the main ones. Yeah, power and industry. You see that there's a lot of money. And yeah, that, that like you were talking about him being a Koch brothers dream is the Koch brothers own tons of oil. I think they're, they're and pipelines. Sorry, my phone fell on my keyboard. <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. Start again from the beginning with the Koch brothers and oil. Sorry. Oh, about them being uh, a Koch brothers dream is, you know, the Koch brothers and a lot of these families that we're talking about here that started the 501c3s that became the super PACs after Citizen United got turned over was they have a lot of money tied up in oil and gas. And um, I think one year the Koch Industries put out 300 million tons of pollution. Jesus Christ. Wow. And uh, the Coke oil family accidentally took $31 million worth of oil or gas reserves out of Native American land. They paid a small fine that was drainage. I drink your milkshake. Yeah. And it's, you know, I wish that there was a corrupt solar person (laughs) 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 or some shit, because really it is, I mean, people spent billions of dollars to overturn the estate tax. So you're talking about lying to people. Only 27% of wealthy families, and that's still a lot, would have been affected by the estate tax. But that's just another, they marketed towards the small farmers and, you know, the Joe Plumber, Joe the Plumber type or whatever the fuck that was in the... Get all the money that your family leaves you because they're trying to take the farm. They're trying to take it from us. I mean, you. Or your embarrassed millionaires. That's another... (laughs) Temporarily embarrassed Temporarily embarrassed millionaires. That's that's maybe the Republican. Republican Party's biggest number. I fall for that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm temporarily embarrassed as a millionaire. Uh, yeah, me too. I, you know, I just, I just so happened to just misplace my checkbook. So, but someday, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that right now I'm a little in debt, but someday yeah. I'm going to pay that someday off. I'm, I'm going to make a lot of money. Someday I'm going to be super rich, and I know the Republicans will take care of me. Then I play Mega Millions. We'll be good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I play Powerball. Everything's going to be fine. And by we, I mean my wife and myself, because I ain't taking care of your ass. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> I mean, understandable. If I won, you'd never see my fat ass again. (laughs) (laughs) For that reason alone, I want you to win. (laughs) Uh, I want want Matt to win so we can all see his face. He can stop hiding. (laughs) (laughs) No, you really don't want to see it. Yeah, no, that'd be be so useless for you. (laughs) He podcasts because he doesn't even have a face for radio. That's right. (laughs) And speaking of victories, we now have our victory speech in our next clip. People, we ran... A positive campaign. We campaign on the issue. Issue is change. Change for the future. The people have spoken. Ass 
not what your country can do for you. You have nothing to fear but fear itself. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Live free or die. And in conclusion, read my lips. So he squeaks in on name recognition alone. Does that speech sound very familiar to anybody about anything? No, yeah. <laughs> I mean... That's, that's the most nonsensical it. speech I've ever heard. Oh, no, you've heard what? Donald Trump speak. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's the most nonsensical make-believe speech I've ever heard. <laughs> All he did was quote, like, five or six other speeches, and one of them, don't, if you can't take the heat, don't get out, get out of the kitchen. That's just an old-timey saying. Yeah, right? <laughs> he just threw that in there <laughs> from howard the duck and i'm sure other places uh, <laughs> well yeah jfk fdr i forget who first said live free or die but that's what the state motto of new hampshire i think so yeah but some you know somebody else said it at some point in the past or, of course the read my lips yeah that's Bush. that's right around that, that time yeah <laughs> yep don't make me a one-termer <laughs> and they did and they did because fuck him yeah he's a bad man <laughs> <laughs> and his kid was so much better. Yeah, at least yeah. his kid wasn't the head of the CIA. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he shouldn't have been, been the head of a fucking toilet. No. <laughs> no. Man, Junior oh. should have just lived off his dad's money. <laughs> Junior. I still want to find when when he got elected and I did my deep dive on him. Supposedly, he produced a horror movie. What? But he paid to keep it after it was made. <laughs> but supposedly, he produced a horror movie. This was back before he got into politics. It was before he was the majority owner of the Texas Rangers, a baseball team court, in case you didn't know. <laughs> sports uh, ball, I don't give a shit. His main, uh, Matt, you follow sports. His main thing that he did while he was there was he got rid of Sammy Sosa right yeah. before he did that race for the home run. Right before he uh, exploded. Title. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, yeah that's before he started he taking the HGH. Yeah. <laughs> before the corked bats and, and all that other stuff. Still, that was a hell of a summer before all that fell apart. Yeah. But, before you know, all the, the W. Bush Energy Act gave $6 billion. See, finally, I, I rambled until some numbers came out. <laughs> uh, $6 billion in subsidies to oil and gas and six and $9 billion in subsidies for coal. Can you imagine if industry. something like solar power and other renewable energies actually got any kind of subsidy, the kind of return that they could produce <laughs> that they're dumping into all these fossil fuels? Or are we going to use up the sun? <laughs> Yeah, and you know, the problem with wind is eventually it stops blowing, so you can't generate it anymore. <laughs> and it yeah. kills all the birds. It kills the it, birds. It kills all the birds. It's and aren't un- the birds important? It's unsightly. <laughs> My God. They yeah, really will trophy say, hunt birds. They really will say anything just to keep their pockets fat, no matter how much it kills the planet. Or everyone else around them in some yeah. way, shape, or form via killing the planet, yeah. too. Yeah. They really that is will. Insanity. <laughs> well, don't There's worry, real everybody. evil in this world. Real <laughs> evil. And guess what? It leads our country it leads all countries yeah government in general is put in place by people who are mad power grabbing and want the money Mm. it's everywhere it's been throughout all of history that's why i need to run anarchies matt you can't run anarchies (laughs) i run it better than what things are being run right now probably but that's not the point (laughs) 
All right, so he gets exposed in the movie to some of this uh, slush fund pack money and all of this kind of stuff. And the big thing that he's pointed to and what we've kind of been discussing so far already is the actual way to weasel your way into more money is with the power and industry. And he kind of cons his way throughout the entirety of all of this stuff. And one of the things that he does is pretend to be, what was it? Uh, <laughs> he was from the ACLU or something like that, but he yeah. was doing a Martin Luther King voice into the phone. Uh, yeah. When was asking the, him the about NAACP. the NAACP. Yeah, all this NWACP. Okay. Yeah. And he was pretending basically, he was doing a Martin Luther King voice into the phone and asking essentially if the guy had any Asians, if he had any blacks or Latinos. Yeah. He was basically going through a litany of minorities and then just basically was telling the secretary, oh, just forget I called. Don't, it's not even a big deal. Don't, don't even worry about it. It's fine. And then they had a bunch of other people call from like all of his other groups were pretending to be other people from other groups to hassle and find a way to worm his way into the committee using his race. Yes. To be the uh, token on the committee. Yep. But that doesn't matter to him. He doesn't care the reason why. No, he's just trying to get that money. He just wants the money at it. And so yep. after he does that scam, that leads to our next clip. <laughs> he should be back in a moment, Congressman Johnson. Oh, you're now. Well, we haven't met. Eli Hawkins. How you doing, brother Eli? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Thomas Johnson. Yes, I know. The Florida upset. Well, now that you're here, what are you going to do with it? You're going to feather your own nest or you're going to make something of your office? Hey, I'm going to be as good a congressman as anybody else up here, all right? <laughs> exactly. What does that mean? Well, um, ever since I got back from... From now on, I've been personally, I personally want to do something about the rainforest. Well, do me a favor. Don't tell me. I've just had my lunch. Uh, Eli, you're going to have to excuse us. Thomas and I are a little late for a meeting. Come on. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I have been meaning to ask your advice about something. I'm always available to a young man from my state. Great. It's about committee assignments. Now, that's interesting. That's just the thing I had in mind. Go ahead. Well, for the last two days, I've been getting approached by a bunch of chairmen from a bunch of different committees. I've been approached by the people from Foreign Affairs. I've been approached by the people from Ways and Means and Armed Services. And they all want me in their committees, and I don't know why. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's like you can understand my dilemma, because it's like with Foreign Affairs, you get to fly off to Paris whenever you want. And with Armed Services, they got bases all over the globe. Son, are you familiar with my committee, Power and Industry? Oh, yeah. But uh, it's not as well known as these other committees. Well, maybe not. But you've been very frank with me. I'm going to be extremely frank with you. These other committees, they're nickel and dime stuff. Power and industry. Think of what we cover. Energy, transportation, insurance, the environment. Hell, son, there's no better committee on the Hill. That is, if you're interested in fundraising. Oh, I am very much. It's just that these other chairmen made pretty strong cases. These other chairmen aren't from your home state. They're not offering to take you under their wing. Look out for your future. And you are? Hell yes, I am. Oh, well, I'm very flattered, Mr. Chairman. Dick. Well, I'm very flattered, Mr. Dick. No, no, no. no. Oh, I'm sorry, Chairman Dick. No, Dick, just Dick. Oh, just Dick, just plain old Dick. Yeah. Oh, fine. Well, I know you don't get something for nothing. What do you want from me, Dick? <laughs> well, son, I want an able lieutenant. And I want you to smile for the cameras. AKA be my token. Yeah. That's really what he wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he's offering him something, you know, in return. Yeah. Uh. Access to all the lobbyists and the money and yep. all that other kind of shit. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Jesus. Why do I feel like, like, I always was hoping, like, Washington be like uh, the West Wing, but I think it's more like the Distinguished Gentleman. Oh, this is 100% accurate. Yeah. There's a there's a podcast that uh, Gary posted. Was it in your group, I think, when I posted that I was watching this or that we're going to be doing this together? It was. Yeah, and there's a amazing, Gilbert Gottfried's amazing Colossal podcast. They had an interview with the director. Was it Jonathan Lynn? Is that correct? Yes. And that particular director mm-hmm. is actually a practicing lawyer. Wow. And he worked in DC on a lot of this kind of stuff. Oh. So this is firsthand kind of knowledge. And so the writer yeah. as well, too, was working in the government at the time. This is as accurate as it gets, but played up for comedy. Yeah. And then giving a pseudo happy ending to make us feel better about what this man did and what's feel, going on. Feel in better about how screwed we are. How we all are. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Lynn came up with some of the Monty Python guys, and I think he got his law degree at Cambridge in the UK, right? It sounds about right. I don't know. I didn't look too deep into his career. I just know that that's out there for additional resources for people. Yeah, I, I, I dipped into it a little bit when I heard that he, he was a lawyer, because usually, because he did um, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, another one of my comedy classic favorites. Oh, yeah? I love My Cousin yeah. Vinny. The two youths. Um, <laughs> I'm two sorry? Youths? The, the two. <laughs> Utes? What is a ute? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you heard him tell the story before, but that's actually a conversation that he and Joe Pesci had. And Joe Pesci just said, "So these two utes." He's like, "What are you saying?" And they threw it in the threw it into the movie. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, the two youths. Youths. <laughs> but yeah, so to the movie. <laughs> to the movie. <laughs> that's Darren's transition when he's trying to find what he was going to say. Uh, I gotcha. Yeah. I just... Okay. <laughs> Put the brakes on where we were and let's go to where we are. I will try not to bring you in on as many tangents as usual because you guys run a tight pirate ship firing a cannon of despair. D- d- despair this week. It's yeah. usually disdain. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm the one who runs the tight pirate ship. I'm the one who gives the orders. Here. Yeah. It's anarchy that I run. No, you can't run anarchy. This Stop show, it. This show is anarchy that I run. No, it's not. It's not anarchy. <laughs> I run it, though. Okay, you Watch. do run. <laughs> I don't disagree. Don't run it. There, I ran that anarchy. That wasn't anarchy. <laughs> All right, so this is a dictatorship that I claim is anarchy. Okay, fine. I, I, can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. Now there's some common ground. So he's visiting with the different lobbyists, you know, from K Street. And what, he hangs out with the NRA guy doing the ridiculous joke of we need these AR 15s or M 16s or whatever they were talking about for duck hunting. Semi automatic rifles are essential for a hunter. They're not just assault weapons, which is an <laughs> argument that has been going on since prior to 1990. Not just for drugs dealers these are just common american hobby weapons who doesn't love a good warm uzi yeah i love i love how you could use the term hobby weapons yeah that's that's disturbing although the film does call it out real well where you see the guys firing off the automatic weapons and it's just like this endless barrage it's in the trailer i cut it down yeah but it's like this endless barrage that goes on for like a good 40 seconds of just not stalls fire and one of them falls and then eddie murphy makes a joke must have had a heart attack (laughs) but yeah we actually have something that speaks to how the lobbying works in our country rather well and it features the amazing actor kevin mccarthy who has become become quite the comedic actor as part of the 80s and into the 90s. Yeah. 
I mean, he went from being an amazing dramatic actor to an unbelievably terrific comedic actor. Yes. I think mostly because of Joe Dante's influence. Probably. <laughs> I Joe, would think so. Joe Dante put him in a lot of stuff. And this next little mini clip is featuring him showing us the evil of lobbyists. I'd like to do more money for you, but first I've got to get your positions on a few issues. Now, where are you on sugar price supports? Sugar price supports. Where should I be, Terry? Shit, it makes no difference to me. If you're for him, I got money for you from my sugar producers in Louisiana and Hawaii. If you're against them, I got money for you from the candy manufacturers. You pick, let's say, four. Yeah, four. Four. How about putting limits on malpractice awards? Well, you tell me. Well, if you're for him, I got money from the doctors and insurance companies. If you're against them, I got money from the trial lawyers. Let's put you down as against. Yeah, you know what? Put me down for against. How about pizza? Oh, no, this salad's gonna be enough for me. <laughs> Not for lunch, old buddy. For pack money. <laughs> you thought I was serious? Let's fuck it with you. <laughs> well, if you are, you are. Fuck it with you. <laughs> I'll <pull. laughs> Terry, tell me something. With all this money coming in from both sides, how could anything possibly ever get done? It doesn't. That's the genius of the system. <laughs> That's why it feels like nothing ever fucking changes and we constantly have this same argument over and over again. It all comes back to the lobby because they get money on either side. Yeah. And it's whoever's willing to cough up more money that finally something gets done. The problem is they keep matching mm -hmm. on both sides. They keep raising the stakes. Yep. The money keeps flowing in and it's legalized goddamn bribery. That's he, Eddie Murphy says this earlier. Their whole intention is to buy you off. That's all they do. Exactly. They buy you off. Any other type of business, you do that with a building permit where you fucking pay to get your building permit with somebody that's bribery and it's not okay but you do it in fucking congress it's totally fine oh yeah it's lobby it's great man that's called yeah that logical leap how is that okay how is that something that we're supposed to just let happen and not even care about because we, we're americans and they give us stupid shit to pay attention to other than the fact that our government's bought and paid for by many different groups how are we not all dead being run by this capitalist way of thinking where the most money gets the most government because if you kill the rest of us there's no one left to buy their products or to put them in office and then they turn have to turn on each other and then they can't employize themselves so they to keep the era the other all the other shit up they keep us alive just barely they basically throw us crumbs to keep us just happy enough yes that's all they have to do is keep us just happy enough and just moving along yep <laughs> as they shrink the middle class and increase the amount of poor and decrease the amount at the top of the the food chain having the percent of the cash exactly where you know maybe like would you hear something like the center to protect patients rights now what do you what do you think of when you see that uh that sounds like something that is a misnomer that is actually being funded by someone who is trying to diminish patients rights and increase the profits of the insurance company i think you might be right <laughs> <laughs> it started out in 2009 as a mailbox <laughs> a mailbox a mailbox a mailbox a metal mailbox on a fucking road in the middle of nowhere in Maryland at a post office. They eventually used $62 million, some of which went towards Chuck Grassley, if you remember that name, Oh yeah, um, to help block all the good shit that was supposed to be in the Affordable Care Act. God. So it's a super PAC put together by the insurance companies to keep their power consolidated because affordable health care plans would have destroyed their majority and their control over people's health and livelihood. Yep, and they sort of helped hedge their bets by uh, the Coke the Coke, Coke group 
group, you know, with the, the DeVosses and the Coors and the, uh, all those other foundations, along with State Farm and some other pharmaceutical companies, they would pay for sort of like a timeshare weekend where a federal judges could go off someplace pretty and drink and eat. But they had to sit in on speeches about how, you know, protecting the environment is bad and lower taxes for the wealthy would encourage them to spend more money on the well-good of people and things like that. Sort of like the charitable donation that the Koch brothers did that was actually an exhibit at the Smithsonian in 2010 where they said shit like, possibly we will evolve as mankind always does to a horrible environment and we might develop curved spines so we could walk around in tunnels underground and move society into the earth. (laughs) My God. <laughs> Matt's just getting like his blood pressure is just shooting through the roof. There's a vein just popping out on his forehead. He's not handling this at all. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, I mean, it's not like it's not anything I didn't already know. It's just when you rehear it out loud instead of just reading it. Like, it's so fucking weird. I've read that and it doesn't cause me anger until I hear someone say it out loud. It's the jovial tone of Darren's voice when he's saying I, it that's, that's outraging you. Because that's what I think. That's how those fucking assholes sound. They're all jovial and shit. But there's some some bright sides. We'll get to some things, but, you know. But, hmm? but remember, other rich people talking about open borders, now they're the real enemy. <laughs> Those other rich guys talking about how we live underground, at least we'll be within American borders, and it'll be just Americans living underground. Not necessarily. Oh, just over. the people who can actually afford to have their spines curved before evolution takes over. That's true. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Some people are jumping ship. I don't know if you guys have heard of Les Wexner before. Uh, he's he's from Columbus. He owns Victoria's Secret and The Limited and some other things. He was a massive Republican donor. I, I think this year he was going to spend about $100 million, if I'm not mistaken. He quit the Republican Party and he gave all of the money that he was going to give to all of the Democrats that are running in this midterm election right now. Damn. Well, that's one. If we can just get yeah. several others. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of uh, the DeVosses are going to hold on to their money with their nasty fucking teeth and vacant stares. Okay. The whole idea behind them getting all of these donations, it's supposed to be for campaigning. They're supposed to get donations for campaigning. They're supposed to have campaign finance this way. They raise the money, but all of these donations that are happening and all this campaign stuff that, that is being donated, if they don't spend that money for the travel and the, the television ads and all of that kind of stuff that they're doing, if they don't spend that money there, in this movie it implies that they get to keep it, that there's some kind of grandfathered clause. Yes. That, that they get to keep it all. Yeah. Darren, in your research, did you find anything that something like that still exists, that they get to keep that money? Or is there just a way that they find a, another loophole to get to keep it anyway? Yeah, I, I didn't find anything that directly addressed it, but you can, there are definitely a lot of ways that you can jump it around really quickly. Like, uh, I forget how much money Trump made for donations for his first, uh, I hate saying his first presidential campaign because he filed to run in 2020 the day after his inauguration and he's been fundraising since and that campaign has 61 million dollars right now he they funneled hundreds of thousands and i think maybe even a million 
dollars or close to it. They spent more on the inauguration than the last few inaugurations. And most of it is to friend. It's it's like the old joke of the five hundred thousand dollar hammer at the Pentagon. Yeah. You know, there there'd be a hundred thousand or so to one of Melania's friends for event planning and quote unquote uh, pro- event planning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ProPublica is doing a invest an investigation into the Trump finances, which has to be done because unlike every president since Nixon, he refused to turn over his tax returns so we can see if there's any sort of violation, conflict of interest. Oh, there's a shitload. That's why he won't turn them over. (laughs) That was the big first red flag that anyone with half a brain should have realized. Why do you think Kavanaugh is becoming a Supreme Court justice? Why he's fighting a die on this hill that is this monstrous piece of shit that is Kavanaugh? Because Kavanaugh will make a vote that a president can pardon himself for any local or federal crime. Yeah, he's... Uh... He'll uphold that. I mean, when it, it, it couldn't stand a reason. I mean, that none of this has anything to do, once again, with Kavanaugh's stance on Roe versus Ray, not to Trump, at least, on Roe versus Wade. You think Trump cares about abortion? I mean, the man's... I, 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 what oh, would the GOP would, run on if abortion I, is finally fully I would, outlawed? I would bet you 10 grand that motherfucker's paid for at least one or two abortions in his life. I would bet you even more money that not only has he paid for one or two, he has probably forcibly had one removed from someone against their will. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then paid them a shitload of money to go away with a non-disclosure agreement. And I'm willing to bet one of those was fairly recent while he was doing this Miss America or Miss Teen USA, in which, hey, remember all you guys who uh, also uh, post on Facebook about how, you know, you're proud to have a shotgun around a young man who's just taking your daughter to prom because that's a whole level of violence that really is disturbing in itself. But other than that, um, the guy who you typically vote for uh, joked and bragged about how he got to go into the Miss Teen USA dressing room because he ran it. He just walked in, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a sexual assaulter. Not, he's, he brags about sexual assault. Not just assault. Miss USA, Miss Teen USA. What the actual fuck? Well, there's also allegations and accusatory things going on that he's involved with another billionaire who ran a rape ring that basically would drug and or kidnap and tie down 13-year-old girls for these guys to come in and just rape the shit out of. But Pizzagate. Yeah. Pizzagate. There's allegations out there for that kind of shit, too. Yeah. And that's not even just, that's that's really far out there. That, I, I know, yeah. but that's what these people yell back at you at. Yeah, I know. Pizzagate. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, and then about 55% of them, if you ask them what's Pizzagate, they go something about, you know, uh, pedophilia, and they don't actually know. I think at last count, there were 19 women that had accusations against uh, resident Trump. Yeah. Well, all right. So, but okay. You think he cares? No, because if if, the, if really, if it was about Roe versus Wade or any other conservative stance that he wants on the Supreme Court, he'd have dumped that dumpster fire Kavanaugh because it would have been less of a problem. He could have pick, handpicked any other conservative Supreme Court justice who, you know, as much as we would, you know, joke about how most of them are probably rapists, you know, they're guaranteed a few who aren't. And you grab one of them who won't have anything to say about his past and then you put him through here's the problem none of those guys would go along with allowing a president to pardon himself on some heinous crimes especially financial ones 
things, which could cost a lot of money. And especially to the extent of power of that veto that Trump wants and that Kavanaugh will give him. Well, and like our real world chairman Dodge, Mitch McConnell has probably done more to fuck up everything than I would say, almost say even more than the Trump administration. Yeah. McConnell has been doing it for a while. And in 2014, when they took over and he became the new majority leader, he hired somebody from the Coke Industries to be his uh, uh, policy director. Oh, yeah. They- Tur- Turtle Boy is <laughs> a piece of human garbage. Yeah. Not that I'm suggesting that anybody should. I'm just, you know. uh, you're just putting it out there. I, I accidentally hit the button. I gotcha. <laughs> Did your yeah. phone fall on the keyboard again? <laughs> yes, that's what happened. My but, phone fell on the keyboard. Again, you, you, that phone is slippery. You better be careful. I'm just going to set it down, Matt. Oh, but did it again. Oh, oh, oh no. Oops. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, I'm getting real salty. Talking about our resident representative of Mitch McConnell in the film, Chairman Dodge, he's going to be prevalent in our next clip. You know, son, you're a real comer. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you ended up in the leadership. I'll say this. If I were speaker, I'd sleep better with you as a lieutenant. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Chairman. I'm surprised to hear you say that, because I really honestly didn't think you was going to go with me on this power lines thing. But I'm not. But you said you were sympathetic. Well, of course I did. We're all sympathetic to little girls with cancer. But I'm not sympathetic to holding a public inquiry. <laughs> Man, you just said. I know what I said, but sound bites aren't sworn testimony. Now, look, son, it's great to get your name in the newspaper. Let them know you care. Very smart move, Thomas. But that's as far as I would go with this if I were you. Yeah. Oh, fine, fine. No, no, no. Send them in. We've got some unexpected visitors. Hope you don't mind. Oh, hell no. Sure. Great. Mr. Chairman. Olaf. <laughs> Hello, Terry. <laughs> Even, Mr. Chairman. Thanks for taking... Thomas. Uh, Zeke. They let you well, in man. here, you I SOB. You folks finding it to get the press flesh. Olaf, come and meet Thomas Johnson. Thomas, Olaf Anderson. Chairman, Gulf Coast Power. Glad to meet you, son. They tell me you got a real talent for the game. And this is Zeke Bridges, CEO, Superior Mutual Insurance. Some bitch. Oh, you two know each other? Uh, no, we haven't met. But I know a great deal about the man. We share a common interest in international affairs. Swedish in particular. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, another Rolex. I collect these. Mine's a slightly older model. (laughs) Can I have a double bourbon, please? It's very nice finally meeting you, Mr. Bridges. Yes, it's nice to meet you, Congressman. Thomas and I were just talking about uh, power lines. I think we ought to have those hearings. Well, now, look, Thomas, why don't we get uh, Olaf's take on this? Well, it's tragic. I mean, cancer's a terrible thing, but uh, there's no way you can link it to power lines. Now, the truth is... Wait a minute. Now, there have been studies that show... Every study that says one thing, I'll show you a study saying another. We've studied this ourselves. Not that. What if all you guys are wrong? Well, Thomas, do you want us to move the power lines? I mean, you know how much it would cost to bury those things in Florida alone? I mean, we're talking $5 billion. Not counting the liability claims. Now, how would you like the people in your district to think of you as the fellow who tripled their electric bill? I just thought that, you know, if we had the hearings... Think for a moment, chum. You hold your hearings overnight. Everyone who lives near a substation will find the value of his home in the toilet. You'll kill the real estate market. You'll kill the insurance companies. You'll kill the school district. You'll kill the local economy. 
Son, system ain't perfect, but the fleas come with the dog. Maybe I should think about it, huh? Out of boy. <clears throat> oh, Thomas, on a completely different subject here. Uh, you haven't set up a state pack yet, have you? Because I'd be happy to start one off with a contribution of, say, oh, 200,000. No strings attached. And yet everything that just happened in that room was somewhat legal. Yeah. <laughs> completely amoral. <laughs> yes. More legal now than it was then. Yeah. Completely immoral, completely reprehensible, but 100% legal and even more legal now than it was back then. Now, if we did it, it wouldn't be legal. They do it. It's completely legal. Yeah, because they have their loopholes and they have their ways of doing it where they're, hey, I'll set up a pack for you if you just shut the fuck up and let this happen. The other thing that's really kind of disgusting about this that really gets to the heart of the matter of why things can't change and why things get stuck, because every big decision you make, if there is a research that proves that, let's say, huge power lines cause cancer clusters, yeah. then they have to bury all of those power lines. It drops property values. It has this ripple effect where it destroys the American economy. What does that sound like? Capitalism? Mm -hmm. The problem and the reason why nothing ever changes and everything is so horrible? Capitalism? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Unregulated capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) But regulations are destroying American business, Matt. That's That's why we can't compete. Very incorrect on all of that. (laughs) Everything you're saying is wrong. Everything you want you to know that. <laughs> Everything you just said is wrong. And may God have mercy on whatever pathetic excuse you have for us all. I was being facetious. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> because, yes, that is 100% I, wrong. I went white blind with <laughs> hatred. We kind of have to cut this short before that vein explodes. I know. I'm going to die tonight. <laughs> Matt is surprisingly silent, folks, because he can't handle this right now. He's so angry. I, I've already let loose a couple times. Whenever I talk about the state of our country, and I've already let loose a couple, and I'm like nervous. I really am going to end up like on a watch list or fucking have some guys in suits. Well, I'd, I'd, I would advise you of one thing. Yeah. Take the V for Vendetta mask off yeah, yeah. and stop talking about the destruction of federal property, <laughs> yeah. and you may be okay. I may be all right. The hypothetical destruction of federal property. Uh, I would have put my yellowy jaundice board mask back on <laughs> and talk about making federal property more beautiful with flowers and, <laughs> and happy sunshine fart rainbows. <laughs> all right, so how Shut much up, Derek? <laughs> how, how much of this that was in the film has gotten worse as far as the past? the super PACs and how they're buying their votes. I know it's brazen now to where it's so much more obvious to where all you have to do is look at where the money's kind of coming from through the news and everything. But how much, like, how much worse has it gotten from the time that it was in this movie, Darren? Okay, for example, there used to be a law, and this this was more slanted against the poor already, because there was a cap that a single human could only give $5,000 to a political campaign. That got overturned pretty quick right after the Citizens United ruling, which after that, generally the money that went in quadrupled. There was already a lot, but what it did was it quadrupled and it became more secretive. People used to have to declare where the money was going and where it came from. You're referring to dark money now, right? Yes. Part of the Citizens United ruling was that the judges reasoned that with the advent of the internet, people would easily know where all the money was going. (laughs) Remember, corporations are people. (laughs) Corporations are people, my friend. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of maybe term limits being a good idea, the Supreme Court is a lifetime appointment. Yeah. Ding, ding, um, ding, ding, ding. The Federalist Society. (laughs) 
Yeah. And one of the things that made me take a little bit of a step back, because I, I definitely am intrigued by the idea of term limits, but one of the first groups of people to push the idea of term limits was the Koch group, because they found out that it generally hurt Democratic incumbents more than anybody else. Ah, so there we go. That explains and, why was it Cruz that was pushing for that? Yes. And Cruz and Paul Ryan are, Ted Cruz was some fucking nobody in the state legislature. And he just sort of gave up his Zodiac killing. <laughs> And <laughs> following in his father's footsteps, who apparently killed JFK, he hung up his spandex with the yellow and black stripes and quit his job in Striper. <laughs> By the way, real yes. quick, how much of a pussy do you have to be to shake the hand of a man who called your wife all sorts of horrible yeah, things? Uh, like ugly and a whore, uh, made suggestions you may be the Zodiac killer, and oh, so pretty much flat out said your father killed JFK. And then you shake his fucking hand. Wow, what a little bitch. <laughs> I have, ne you know what? I have never been, but I will never now ever be afraid of Ted Cruz. That guy is just a little bitch, and he will bitch out if you ever front on him. It'll be great. Well, he wouldn't even stand up to fucking Beto and do like a fucking debate. Like he backed off and just ran away. Oh my God, he was such a little hoe bag. He's so uh, fucking cowardly. Oh my, and just to give you an idea how it is all theater, I once heard Alex Jones say that he went from Ted Cruz is a great American and we should vote for him to uh, when George W. Bush the, and the Bushes kind of bat Cruz uh, after it was kind of well known Jed wasn't going to do shit yeah, because uh, we were never going to have a president named Jed. Jeb. So, Jeb. <laughs> yeah, Jed. Jeb. <laughs> Just for the Beverly Hillbilly jokes alone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, e either way, it wasn't going to happen. We were still going to have the Beverly Hillbilly yeah, jokes. Yeah. yeah. It was still going to happen. Um, we were, we'd find a way. And, uh, you know, when it looked like that when the Bushes threw their kind of hat you know, Alex Jones is a whole thing against the Bushes. So Alex Jones then turned right around on Ted Cruz and said, you know, he's part of the problem, part of this, part of that. Alls, and he said, he's, you know, he's part of the system. He's part of the, he's part of the big conspiracy. He's evil. He's all this. Oh my God. This is, he's a bad man. We got to get him away from Washington. All it took was Ted Cruz going, oh, now I support Donald Trump. And fucking Alex Jones went, oh my God, he's a great man. And uh, he like had a camera, met him out in the hallway and shook his hand. It was like, oh, it's great that you're on our side. Like, oh, you motherfuckers. I'm telling you right now, not a god goddamn ounce of integrity in between the lot of you. Not even one little bit. Well, their fans all have very short memories of what's going on, and I guarantee you anybody who actually still supports Cruz, yeah. they have no worry or concern over the fact that the man is shaking the hands with a person who accused him of being a serial killer, called his father the man who shot JFK, yeah. and then called the man's wife a whore and ugly and all this other stuff. Oh my god. They don't care at all. Darren, are you married? Yes. You're married. Okay. So if some guy called your wife a whore and said she was ugly, and then like six months later, you had a picture taken where you shook that guy's hand and we're all happy and smiles and you gave him a hug, would your wife like fucking kill you? <laughs> I'm just asking. Well, it depends on the context of the picture, because if he called her an ugly whore or something like that, six months later, he might still be in the hospital from the ass kicking she gave him. <laughs> Um, she's she's had kickboxing classes. She well, okay, and that, there I don't disagree, but I'm just saying. If, no, would you you would never hear the end of it. No. no normal man would ever hear the end of it. I'm just telling you right now, if someone did that to my wife, and then I shook hands and gave that guy a hug, you would never see my fat ass again, because I'd be buried out in the fucking desert somewhere in a shallow fucking grave. 
it's part of the thing. Like um, jo- Jeff Johnson's wife. I've been a Washington wife for 20 years. I think that's enough bullshit. Yeah. There's, I mean, you you saw Kavanaugh's wife probably at that press conference when he got rushed, sworn in before they could find anybody else and accidentally do their jobs. <laughs> she looked like she wanted to be anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, look at Melina and every picture we've seen of her when she has to be around Trump. She does not want to be around Trump at all. I yeah, think so, she honestly wanted to stay in New York because it would be like the only respite she would get from his crazy fucking ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's a deal. You know, I, I think a lot of the Washington wives or some of the Washington husbands, I mean, think about Susan Collins' husband probably doesn't like the hate mail they're getting at the house. It's some weird deal. You're part victim, part perpetrator, I think, when you're the spouse of a horrible politician. Well, see, there's the book that opens up and then the goat makes you prick your own finger and you drip blood onto that book and you scrawl your name into that and you become the spouse of a politician and you yep. are now culpable to everything that they do because you are now benefiting from the fact that you sold your soul. Yeah, and Mitch yeah. McConnell, who is like the turtle in never-ending story, <laughs> just will never... We are allergic to youth. Turtle, turtle, <laughs> turtle. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic and we're starting to actually, you know, yeah. insult people's appearances and... That's true. There's only one person on the planet that can get away with that and have it be okay. Yeah. Our long-suffering president uh-huh. who, who deserves our respect. Yes, of course. Because <laughs> he left a, a life of privilege and everything. Whoa, whoa, where did whoa. that come from? How dare you? God damn that phone. I gotta, I'm just I'm sending the phone I'm telling you right down. now, you need a new case. Yeah. Yeah. That's so slippery. It's uh, just, it oh, Jesus Christ. Wow, that's amazing. I should just get rid of that button. What's with what all the transport do. on there? Is that Alex Jones's phone? It's flooding my phone. That's all that's happening that side. <laughs> It's flooding my phone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. All right, so we actually do have a little bit of a happy ending to the story whenever yeah. all of the shit is going down and Eddie Murphy's character of Thomas Jefferson Johnson finally grows a conscience, which we do happen to see occasionally on some of these Congress folks where they don't just do it, they actually walk the walk that they're talking about. It does happen eventually and sometimes with some of them. And so he goes through this elaborate thing and uses all of his scheming capability to bust Dick Dodge. And what he ends up doing is setting the man up to confess to his own crimes while he's videotaping it. And that final hearing, I'm going to leave that be our last clip because we still have investigations looming. We still have all sorts of things that are going on that are part of the deep state that's trying to <laughs> expose the vampire pedophiles. <laughs> and that's going to be <laughs> our final clip. These hearings are now reconvened. Uh, without going into no the details problem. of a pending investigation, no problem. I would like to make a comment on the unfortunate incident that we all just witnessed. Now, this body, well, indeed, our whole system of government is imperfect. It's imperfect because it depends on people. Human beings who make mistakes, act in haste, misinterpret things. And do things like buy 10,000 copies of your autobiography, which, by the way, is not a crime unless you make people read it. Damn it, (laughs) sir, you are out of order. Hey, 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 hey. To hell with order. The truth is gonna come out here today, all right? All right. You want the truth? Here's the truth, Congressman. The man you see before you is nothing but a common criminal. He got into this house through fraud. Now, you want more truth, Congressman? Here's your rap sheet. Arrest for bookmaking, card sharping, con games, mail fraud. You know, I had hoped to avoid damaging this noble institution. But I can see that you have no respect 
for this institution or for anything else. There. I dare you to respond. Yeah, this is me. Can't deny it. Can't deny anything on here. I did all of this except for this thing. This woman got her shoes back. But everything else on this list is real. I did it. Don't deny it. But all of this is nothing compared to the shit that I pulled off right here in Washington. And everything that I did in this town would be considered legit. Now that is enough. Have you no shame, Mr. Johnson? Do you deny that just five minutes ago you attempted to impugn the integrity of this committee and ignored you take that conversation from a highly respected business bastard? You think you hang me out to dry? Bullshit! If I go down, you go down, take dodge! Hey, you remember that uh, $300,000 you squeezed out of me for that phony voter restoration scam, huh? Uh, what about the $200,000 on that phony foundation, huh? Or those bundle checks by exactly cutting your pocket? What's that, just water under the bridge? Hey, hey off, look. No, I trusted you. I trusted you. I gave you my condo and mail. I let you have my corporate jet to fly all over the goddamn world. No, no, I even bought 10,000 copies of your boring, dull-ass autobiography. Hold on, sit down. What? I'm trying to tell you something. What? I didn't have a goddamn thing to do with this. Stop bullshit. No, hold on, please. Order. Order. This man is going to jail. I can't wait to hear those words for a lot of these motherfuckers. Although you won't. I'm well, sorry. Yeah, I hate some to of be them have bummer. already gone to jail. Yeah, a lot of them well, have already gone to jail. Yeah. <laughs> well, some have, but the main guy you want to see go to jail won't because he just ensured he won't by getting that asshole onto the fucking bench. So. <laughs> it's going to take a lot more than just one guy put on the bench to make him bulletproof. And when I say it's bulletproof, I don't mean... I don't mean that. I don't whoa, mean that whoa, when I whoa. say bulletproof. I don't did mean that, that at all. Is it phone drop again? <laughs> that wasn't a phone drop. That was a phone. That, that was a muscle spasm. You did that shit on purpose. Well, I'm saying I'm not advocating. <laughs> I don't advocate that at all. Yeah, what do you advocate? The violent overthrow of the American government? Not at all. Not at all. I would never say that we should violently overthrow our own government. I mean, that's really what the Second Amendment's all about. Yeah. It's not about you being able to own your Armalite rifle and go shoot up a school with it. It's about you having the right to bear the arms like a tank and take over your own government again. By the way, there's this little piece that helps make guns shoot five bullets faster than normal, and the Democrats don't want it to, to see the light of day. So whatever you do, don't vote Democrat because it'll make your bullet fire five times faster. But do, do you want to buy more guns now? Because <laughs> they're good at taking away your guns? Ching, 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 ching. I haven't got all my guns back from when Obama drove around. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting to get all my guns back from that one time Clinton took them all away. All right, we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna break on the movie here, and we're gonna wrap up with some final thoughts. <laughs> all right so what have we learned from our adventure with darren's studies with watching this movie and all of this political crazy rhetoric that's just been mad capped what have we learned we're all fucked unchecked capitalism is really the problem yes unchecked capitalism you need regulation in capitalism because unchecked capitalism was built on the belief that each man would look out each person would look out for the betterment of their of mankind of their fellow human beings but unfortunately that 
that's not human beings. Human that's beings. That's not what people do. No, we're fucking horrific animals. And once anybody gets enough power and money, they're going to fucking be corrupt. And so we need regulations. That's why unions were such a great thing is because, you know, they can fucking force the fucking companies and the fat cats to fucking give their fair share and give workers their fair rights. That's one of the things that we need to do. We also need to get rid of the dark money. We need to get rid of the super PACs. We need to have campaign finance reform. We need more power within the Senate and Congress. We need Congress and the Senate to have less power. We need term limits on both. We need to remove power from the presidential office because right now it's running rampant and unchecked. And never before has it been exposed at how bad it was because at least some presidents acted presidentially. Yes. Even though they were doing horrible shit or their vice presidents who were really running the show. Reagan. Also Bush Jr. Yes. Was Reagan Reagan didn't have a vice president really run the show, but he was he was uh, Reagan wasn't there for like a good portion of his second term. Yeah, I guess he really did have a vice president running his show. Bush Sr. Yeah, Bush Sr. was running the show when Reagan was in there, but that's that's beside the point. The problem is our system is fundamentally broken and flawed. And rather than try and change it, everybody whips up a fur and a frenzy and just screams, America's the number one country on this planet, and there's this American exceptionalism horseshit, where if you peel back the veil and you actually look... There is absolutely no evidence to support the statement that we're the greatest country in the world. We're 7th in literacy, 27th in math, 22nd in science, 49th in life expectancy, 178th in infant mortality, 3rd in median household income, number 4 in labor force, and number 4 in exports. We lead the world in only three categories. Number of incarcerated citizens per capita, number of adults who believe angels are real, and defense spending, where we spend more than the next 26 countries combined, 25 of whom are allies. So when you ask what makes us the greatest country in the world, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yosemite? Sure used to be. We stood up for what was right. We fought for moral reasons. We passed laws, struck down laws for moral reasons. We waged wars on poverty, not poor people. We sacrificed, we cared about our neighbors, we put our money where our mouths were, and we never beat our chest. We built great big things, made ungodly technological advances, explored the universe, cured diseases, and we cultivated the world's greatest artists and the world's greatest economy. We reached for the stars, acted like men. We aspired to intelligence, we didn't belittle it, it didn't make us feel inferior. We didn't identify ourselves by who we voted for in the last election, and we didn't we didn't scare so easy. <clears throat> we were able to be all these things and do all these things because we were informed by great men, men who were revered. First step in solving any problem is recognizing there is one. America is not the greatest country in the world anymore. Thank you, Mr. Daniels from the newsroom. That's all I needed to say, and I could not have put it more eloquently because I'm not written by fucking Sorkin. Yeah, we're right. <laughs> Anybody else got anything they want to say on how we're going to have to fix this problem besides Matt's you know, solution of apparently putting on a V for Vendetta mask this <laughs> November 5th and going out and destroying buildings? No, I would not not advocate doing something like that. You choose a double negative, so are you saying that you are advocating that? I would not, totally not advocate doing something like that. Keep in mind, sound bites aren't sworn testimony. I would not advocate <laughs> blowing up federal buildings 
Orleans in a V for Vendetta mask. And while Matt <laughs> is building his guillotine and remembering the 5th of November, <laughs> remember, remember the 6th of November, while we're waiting for those things and the scaffolds to be built and whatnot, there is a lot up in the 2018 midterms. I know in 2020, that's, everybody's really worried about the Senate. In 2020, there's going to be 21 Republican seats up. Right now, there are uh, 26 Democratic seats up, just trying to keep that going. So the Senate's going to be rough. But if you take over the House, if the GOP loses control of the House, the House has subpoena power, the House can block some things, the House can return some things to normalcy, although the House is where some of the crazier people are. Uh, that's, <laughs> yeah, right. that's where the Tea Party lives. That's where the Freedom Caucus lives. But right now, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my governor races up and there's a guy who's more right wing than John Kasich Jesus running Christ. running for governor in my state against a guy who ran the Consumer Protection Bureau for Obama. It's a variety and everybody's got your judges, your local judges. It's there's a lot more up we're voting on crime reform where they're going to not make nonviolent drug offenses. If it passes, we could make nonviolent drug offenses, misdemeanors and treatable things rather than just feeding the prison industrial complex that is just being filled and filling pockets thanks to the American legislative Alec who writes a thousand bills a month. <laughs> and that's very important to anybody listening if you ever hear this before voting. Any judge or any elected official, if you can track any private prison money to them, vote them out of office. They are not looking out for your best interest at all. They're looking for ways to pad their pockets and they will throw you into prison for the smallest of things, especially yeah. judges. Yeah. There's some judges that even own stock yeah. in prison companies. So it it's not fun. It's not very exciting for a lot of people. I get excited. I mean, my dad took me to register to vote on my birthday. So that's, I'm, I'm still not a totally dead optimist inside, but that's just one of the things to do. It's does, it shouldn't take a lot of time, although they're closing voting locations all over the place, sending mis misleading information. And that is, I guess, my final point. It's not an original point, but if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying so fucking hard to stop you from doing it. We're going to take a little break here. We're going to play a, a promo for another podcast. We'll have a little bit more music befitting of our revolutionary means, if you will. And when we come back, <laughs> we will do some PSYOP news. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, guys. Oh, oh hey, Producer, producer Michael. Michael uh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. I can't walk to my car late at night while on the phone I can't open up my windows when I'm home alone I can't go to a bar without a chaperone I can't wear a mini skirt if it's the only one I own I can't use public transportation after 7 p.m. I can't be brutally honest 
text when you slide into my DMs I can't go to the club just to dance with my friends And I can't ever leave my drink unattended But it sure is a scary time for boys Yeah, gentlemen, band together, make some noise It's really tough when your reputation's on the line And any woman you've assaulted could turn up any time Yeah, it sure is a scary time for guys Can't speak to any woman or look her in the eyes It's so confusing, is it rape or is it just being nice? So inconvenient that you even have to think twice I can't live in an apartment if it's on the first floor I can't be wearing silk pajamas when I answer the door I can't have another drink even if I want more And I can't make you feel invalid, unseen or ignored I can't jog around the city with headphones on my ears I can't speak out against my rapist after 35 years I can't be taken seriously if I'm holding back tears And I can't ever speak earnestly about all these fears Cause it sure is a scary time for dudes Can't text a girl repeatedly asking for nudes Can't make a girl have sex when she's not in the mood And what gives her the right to give you attitude? Yeah, it sure is a scary time for men Girls like to act like you're to blame and they're the victim Her dress was short and she was drunk, she's not so innocent Thank God your dad's the judge and you won't be convicted Oh, oh wait a minute Oh yeah, no Oh yeah, cause uh <laughs> It's not such a scary time for boys They've always had the upper hand, they've always had a choice It's time for women to rise up, use our collective voice The date of vote's November 6th So let's go make some noise Alright, ladies, take that shit to heart Yeah, right And before I get too emotional from that song, give me some psyops Bernie Ryan, man sits California home on fire using blowtorches to kill spiders. <laughs> we suspect our fearless leader, Bo, may actually have done this in Tennessee a time or two. Really? Yeah. I think so. I think there's some photographs if you look around. <laughs> some people may have made some stuff. <laughs> Just like you might see Jeb Bush and some Beverly Hillbillies things. <laughs> That may end up happening. <laughs> Pop-ups just destroyed my phone. He gave it cancer. <laughs> all that. All that uh, They're flooding his phone Alex with pop-ups. <laughs> They're flooding his phone with pop-ups. Yeah, it is a lot of trans porn. Oh, I got Alex's phone. Sorry. <laughs> you better switch that out for your other burner. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> People don't ever buy old Alex Jones phones for burners. You'll regret it. You'll regret that shit. That shit will definitely come back to haunt you. Alex Jones phones. Ooh, is that me getting a metal rod shoved up my rectum? There we go. All right. A man who was... Uh, house sitting for his parents in California set the home on fire after he used a blowtorch to kill spiders. <laughs> that or they just had a bouquet. <laughs> it wasn't even his own house. He was house sitting. He burned down the house he was house sitting. <laughs> this happened Tuesday night in Fresno. Firefighters say the man who was trying to kill black widow spiders it's plural oh, black widow spiders. Good, good God almighty what was there? Uh, made it out of the home safely. No one else was home at the time. The fire caused damage to the second story of the home and the attic. 29 firefighters spotted the two alarms fire. Although the exact cause has not been officially determined, fire crews believe a blowtorch is to blame. Booty juice, booty juice, gotta have it now. That would have put out the fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
It's micro penis time. <laughs> Why else would you use a blowtorch? I, I mean, oh my god! But if it was numerous black widow spiders, I could see the panic. <laughs> this is not the sickness with which I am down, right? <laughs> He did it just to get all of the firefighters around because... And there's a lot of weighing around. When you got all those hoses. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a cover-up. It's, it's like Night of the Creeps. <laughs> that's the whole of the story? That's it? Yep, that's it. <laughs> Hold on. I got another one here. If you want a fear boner. Yes, that's what I want in my Pittsburgh story. Pittsburgh mayor. Guns are a common denominator in shootings. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Mayor Bill Podito reacts to President Donald Trump's comments about the issue of guns in relation to mass shooting of the Tree of Life Synagogue. It's the erection that counts. Oh, He's pretty poor much, time in court. Yeah, right. He pretty much said uh, uh, guns are a common denominator in uh, shootings. This is like traces of death fucked a porno. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's that's like kind of a no-brainer there, Mr. Uh, uh, Mayor. I know, right? I think what he's getting at is that uh, they're trying to find... Trump was talking about finding a common denominator in these senseless attacks. Yeah, it's it's guns. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, and you he know. said that it might not have happened if there'd have been armed people at the synagogue, even though four armed police officers got shot also. Yeah, yeah. yeah and were killed. Yeah. I mean, when are we going to get rid of this fucking wet dream that men have about the good guy with a gun? Fucking... Whenever Stallone movies, Schwarzenegger movies, yeah. and The Punisher stops being a thing that people think is real life. Yeah, I guess. Because oh I God. enjoy I enjoy all of those things, but I accept the fact that they're entertainment. That's, that's make-believe. And there's no way that me purchasing any kind of a firearm is going to make me into any of those men. Even yeah. with all of that training, four officers were killed, even though Matt considers it. All cops are bumbling dummies. A-C-A-B-D. You said that, man. I did. I know, but damn. A-C-A-B-D. I like it. Let's just pull the chain on the whole fucking episode we're we're done everything's fucked everything's horrible everything's terrible we're all gonna die america is a bunch of cunts to sum it all up america is a bunch of cunts yeah right (laughs) we're gonna take one final break here we'll play one more promo for a podcast that really wishes we wouldn't play this promo We'll have a little bit of music, and when we come back, we will close out this crossover. Hey, kids. It's F13 from Cinemadiabolica.com. Here at Diabolical Headquarters, we have an eye for the future. That's why we've stopped trying to figure out what it is you fickle bastards like, and instead have resorted to directly stimulating the pleasure centers of your brains using our patented brainwave fustigation therapy. Created and guaranteed safe by our own Professor DZ. Wait, I didn't say it was safe. But why take our word for it? Let's look at some of the test subjects experiencing an enhanced episode of Cinema Diabolica and see what they think. All right, test subject number five, role playback. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, God. Oh, sh- shut down the playback. Oh, God, she's bleeding. Cinema Diabolica, dousing you with hot cauldrons of entertainment since 2007. Check it all out at cinemadiabolica.com and hear all the Pop Sin podcasts at popsyndicate.net.
I'm talking about a revolution. Okay. Get out there. Vote. Even if it has to be with a bullet eventually, I guess. Not that I'm advocating no, no. that. Yeah. There's just some people around there saying that. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that kind of sounded like you advocating that. I'm not advocating violence. I'm just saying that some people are advocating violence, Matt. And right. I'm saying that you can make a change without violence, but yes. sometimes you have to be violent to make change happen. Change, change, change. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this on our feed, you know where to find us, legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops. For now. <laughs> for, for now, until this gets both Darren and ourselves booted off the network for being too controversial. <laughs> I'm expected to be political. I hope I didn't get you in trouble with uh, anybody, including your listeners. I think our listeners will be fine for one week because we spout off every now and then. We just basically made this episode as an excuse to really get it all off our chest. <laughs> so now I'm Matt. I expect you to keep it all bottled up from here on out for the rest of the year. Oh yeah, we just can't talk about politics anymore. No, not at all. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> now back to dick and fart jokes. <laughs> well, now we're resuming our regularly scheduled dick and fart joke schedule. Woohoo! <laughs> Darren, <laughs> Darren, what's your feed for them to be able to find your show? I am also on Legion Podcast Network presently, and I imagine in the future, I have, if none of the crazy, weird rants and rambles that have happened over at the Psychosemantic Podcast have got me kicked off, I think it only helped me get there. <laughs> and uh, you might even hear Bo Ransdell on there, Mr. Papa Bo. Shout out to you. Thank you for giving me a chance to infest your network with, I don't even know what you would call what happens over at the Psychosemantic Podcast. Political ramblings. There yes. we go. <laughs> loosely, loosely based around movies, which are mostly just used for a theme, but it's legionpodcast.com slash the Psychosemantic Podcast if you want to go over there. It's in the other podcast places. If you're listening to this in my feed, you already know, but anybody else, please come uh, check out our group. There's a lot of doctored photos. I try to keep the more political ones out of Cinema Psyops because... <laughs> Our only rule is as long as it's funny, basically. It just has to be funny. It can be fucked up. It just has, it has to, be to be funny. funny. Yeah. If you're listening to this show on our feed and you haven't checked out the Psychosomanic podcast, better known as the Psychosomanic cast or vice versa, whichever one he feels like calling it that week, if, you, <laughs> if you've enjoyed this Election Day special crossover of Cinema Psychosomanic Ops, or better known as Cinema Psychosomantic cast, <laughs> if you've actually enjoyed this crossover quite a bit and you like this kind of talk, you can expect this sort of thing regularly on Darren's show and much better because Matt and myself aren't there a lot fucking it up. Although I've guessed it quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> Matt won't return my phone calls. Or, I, or I, my we've been, I've been I've been talking to Matt about yeah. that. He's had some problems with his messenger. So if My messenger app is fucked on my phone. Yeah, so I like barely can get into it. If he can't get Matt when you're trying to reach Matt. About guesting or, or anything, anything else, else. If you want to bitch at him, any of that kind of stuff, folks, the best way to get a hold of Matt and the thing that gets to him the fastest is through his email. So you want to get to him at psyopmat at gmail.com. He will get that notification much quicker than or trying th to message him through Facebook. Or that or slide into my DMs on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, which you can find him <laughs> at psyopmat on Twitter. I'm at court underscore psyop on that. You can find my feedback email cinemapsyopscourt at gmail.com. Darren, how do they reach you besides through the Facebooks? On the Facebooks, there's that. And on Twitter, I am at political movies. And on Instagram, 
Instagram. I am the Psychosemanticast. There we go. We also have an Instagram, which is Cinema Psyops, I believe, that's on there as well. But mostly I just post photos of movie posters or weird artwork stuff that I find online. And since I got rid of Crowdfire, I don't really post much to Instagram. <laughs> I got to get better at that. Crowdfire has attracted way too many of the uh, quote unquote cam girls to all of my accounts. <laughs> and while uh... I may have been requesting people slide nasty stuff into my DMs, I was not prepared for the level of money they were all asking for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a photo of me. Now come subscribe to my feed. I'm like, no, I don't want to pay. I just want to get free pictures of you naked. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Yeah. Nothing. This is America. And I'm asking on the show. I'm not going to creep up on your Instagram and just like message you that way. I'm asking on the show. So if you're already listening and you want to send me naked photos, great. If you're not a listener, then that's the only way I'm going to ask you is through this show. Yeah. Do you want to specify the kind of naked photos you're asking for before it goes horribly wrong? No. Uh, no. I mean, the why old, do you ask? I mean, the older I get, the more open to things I am. So if I'm not into it, I'll just reply to you. Sorry. Thanks for trying. But thank you for your interest. Yeah. <laughs> really, as fucking disgusting as I am in this day and age, any interest at all is kind of flattering. Same. <laughs> Same. All right, Darren, what's the phrase that we always need to remember for Psychosomatic Cast? Uh, duck and cover. Don't let them take you to a second location. Yeah, well, for this one, uh, get on the right committee. <laughs> <laughs> Sound bites aren't sworn testimony. Yep, that's a political promise. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> Kick the fuck out of this week. Kick the fuck out of your vote and make it your bitch. Yeah. But I do not believe you anymore You've been lying to me for too long You exist for me, not the other way around We are not your children, you cannot tell us to stay inside We won't ever go you can run, but you can't hide from us all. You shove 78 down my throat and you, you think I will not cough and spit it in your face. We are not afraid, no. We will not behave, nor will we go home. believe you anymore you've been lying to me for way too long you exist for me not the other way around we are not your children you cannot tell us to stay inside we won't ever go you can run, but you can't hide from us all.